This episode of Stuck in the 80s has been brought to you by... Hey, you scratched my ankle! <laughs> the 80s Cruise. Find out more at the80scruise.com. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. Rock and roll was basically music made by people who were thinking with their crotches. The movies. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. And the parties. Party on, dudes! Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Excellent! <laughs> Rat and roll, baby! Come on, where are my rat and rollers out there? Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears, and today, finally, we begin a warm little chat about hair metal in the 80s. Put them in the Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden? Excellent! Execute them. Bogus. Brad in L.A. has been renamed Brad on the Sunset Strip for this episode, quite possibly against his will. Well, I've been hanging out at the Whiskey A Go-Go all night, Spearsy, and you would not believe the vibe of this place. And well, 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 look who the cat dragged in. It's our brand new BFF, the metalhead <laughs> maestro himself. Please say hi again to Dave Dirt. Hello, everybody. I have got my studded leather codpiece on, which, by the way, doesn't look uh, nearly as good as it did 25 years ago. The gut hanging over it kind of hides the little studs that spell out rock. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to say the moment is lost, but the moment is right back. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, We're beginning the show on a very weird note, but I like that. Yes. It's, it's all for the ratings. So... Um, Years and years ago, we, we announced the, the idea of having a hair metal show and the idea that we would have guest hosts come on board because Brad and I know nothing about hair metal in the 80s. And uh, Dave Dirt, by far, gave us the most compelling argument to include him. Which is so, to say he uh, stapled his application to a $100 bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Best. like I have one of those. Yeah. Well, yeah, you sent them to us. <laughs> or you don't. That will be used wisely on the 80s cruise. But uh, so the moment has finally come. The day is here. Let people know that 2015 has become, for Stuck in the 80s, the year of hair metal. Because today is the first of, I think, five installments on hair metal in the 80s. We got a lot of ground to cover here. You put something off for this long. You got to make sure you do a decent job when you finally pick it up. <laughs> so here's how it kind of played out. So Dave emailed us. I think it was... Is it last week or this week with your outline of mm -hmm. what you wanted to cover? And there were 19 bands, I think, on there. <laughs> and, and Brad and I are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, we um, try and keep the three-hour shows to a minimum. <laughs> so, so we asked you to pare it down. So today we're only going to be talking about glam hair metal, right? Yes. Just general hair metal in general. So uh, I guess we, we just, just call it glam. It kind of springs from the, the 70s glam movement. And, and and so for today's show, also we will have seven of your beloved nineteen bands. Yes, um, 
only didn't realize it was that many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was, I was, I was going through the list, and I can tell you, I think I've heard of two or three of them, and the other wow. are, are completely like off my radar. Really? Wow. You mean I've actually heard of more of these bands than you have? You're from Oklahoma, which I imagine is probably a little bit more hair metal friendly than than Florida yeah. was. Well, you're, you're, Especially you're not now, wrong. You're not wrong. They've actually got a thing called Rocklahoma. I know. I, just, I, I love the name of that festival. Rocklahoma. Yes. I, zero desire to ever go, but I love to say Rocklahoma. <laughs> How about you, Dave? Would you ever go to Rocklahoma? Oh, hell yeah. Actually, in the, in the beginning, there, there was pretty much all just strictly hair metal. And uh, the last couple of years, they've gotten to where it's more uh, actual like heavy metal than newer groups and things like that. Oh, that sucks. I, I hate it when, when, when festivals kind of change their DNA. Rocklahoma you know? sold out, man. <laughs> so I got I to admit um, – from myself, I you know, hair metal was never a thing for me. I, I don't. I think it's because it hit later in the eighties, and I was in college. So when you're, I was I was more consumed with like the college friendly alternative vibe. So so tell us, Dave, what was it about hair metal that attracted, you know, was attractive to you? Well, honestly, whenever I got into the heavier music, it was just that was just part of it. I, I the first stuff I really heard was uh, early Metallica. I remember hearing uh, Ride the Lightning and just fell in love with it. And so just anything that was heavy, I glommed onto. And, and just as the, the later the 80s got, hair metal just became so popular and it was just all over the charts. So that was just, it was all metal to me. I mean, it, it, I didn't really break it up into subgenres back then. Yeah. So, Dave, you play guitar, don't you? I play actually guitar, bass, and drums. So I was, I've been were you playing drummer then? Uh, mostly drums. Then I played okay. you know, some guitar. Okay. So I just wondered if I there was a hook, like, oh, hey, I could play that. You know, if that that kind of dragged you into it a little bit too. Well, I, I did my damnedest to play anything I could. I, I never had the chops to play that quick, the, the kind of quick stuff that you know all those guys were playing. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, you know, I, these, you know, this genre gets a lot of crap, I think, from people. But these guys can play their instruments in general. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> Can play his instrument in general. Well, actually, no, that is. I mean, there's a lot of bands you are like, okay, I know why you're a bass player. <laughs> so, 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 Dave, was there a time? I mean, have you stuck with hair metal like through the years, or was there a time where you kind of said, you know what, I'm going to set this aside now. I'm going to try to pretend to like Green Day or Smashing Pumpkins, or <laughs> I'm going to pretend. Well, you know that's the funny thing. Like whenever Nirvana came out, and basically, and what they, you know, how they say killed hair metal and all that stuff. To me, I like I said, I didn't deal with different genres, so to me, that was just more metal. That and Alice in Chains and all that kind of stuff yeah. was just other metal to more me. guitar rock, yeah. exactly. Huh. And so, you know, I mean, I, I eventually branched out and started listening to all sorts of other different stuff. But um, um, yeah, I just that's always been my my go to. So, so there wasn't like a time where you basically said where you basically came back to it and you said you sort of like rifling through your record collection and you suddenly come across your Europe albums and you're like you know what I should I should be listening to these every day instead of once every uh, ten years. Well, I never did that with Europe. <laughs> no, actually, let's uh, be clear. <laughs> I had actually whenever I started uh, uh, several years later after I finally started getting rid of my tapes I was like oh, I should probably at least replace the ones that I really like so I still have probably, you know 100 or so uh, CDs up there that I went, went and bought again I can tell you how I got from 
deep purple to Howlin' Wolf in just 25 moves. Okay, so the moment has arrived. We're going to subject the Stuck in the 80s nation to seven of the most gnarly... I can't believe I used that word. <laughs> most gnarly, uh, glam, Sweet. hair metal bands of the 80s. What is first on the list? First on the list is the first band I ever saw live. Ooh. We went to go see... Um, in 1990, I went to go see, with a bunch of my friends, Alice Cooper. And the opening band was Danger Danger. And so I just, from the time the lights went up and the smoke machines started <laughs> going and I was inhaling all that, I was just hooked. <laughs> and I, that's when I knew. You sure it was just the smoke machines you were inhaling? Yeah, as far as you know. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Danger Danger is number one on the list Just because it, they'll always hold a uh, sentimental place in my heart Even though they weren't the greatest They were pretty damn good to me I must have been crazy Interestingly enough, uh, their original lead guitarist, Al Petrelli, was playing for Alice Cooper by the time that I saw them. So he would play both both sets? No, 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 no. He oh. was actually uh, he was he started with them back in the mid eighties. Oh, I see. They were, he had they replaced him. On. So, and, and this is not one of the Sunset Strip wonders, right? This is more of a New York act, right? Yeah, they were they were formed in Queens and uh, just got their start there, and then I guess just started getting bigger and bigger and. Touring the circuit and things like that. And yeah. Did they ever get any radio play? Uh, they got a couple. They started out with uh, their first singles, uh, Naughty Naughty, and then uh, had another single called Bang Bang. Obviously, they really I'm had a, thing a pattern. For repetition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Not oh. Real original, those boys. <laughs> when I hear Naughty Naughty, I think of uh, John Parr. John Parr, yeah. Yes, that's. I don't know which one's better, honestly. <laughs> well, I I haven't really heard the Danger Danger version, but I'm going with their version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I think it's a safe guess too. John so, are Parr. they still together? Absolutely. They still uh, tour. Uh, they, I think they took a few years off, and then, but the, like most of these metal bands that I'll be talking about today, they're still around in one form or another. It's kind of funny. Uh, a lot of them have obviously, you know, had numerous. Uh, changes in personnel in fact uh when i was doing my research i fig- figured out that a uh, rat the great rat has literally had more members than uh the number of people i graduated with in high school <laughs> so i graduated with one of 35 people yeah one of 35 and they have they have had 37 members in rats oh my gosh that's <laughs> oh my amazing <laughs> so are we gonna so so are you gonna play us uh play us some danger danger here I do believe so. Why don't we go with uh, Naughty Naughty? We can see which one's better, them or John Parr. So what's the verdict, Brad? Which is better, uh, John Parr or Danger Danger? Danger Danger. Naughty Naughty. Yes, yes. More, more. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> uh, uh. 
dark Some, side. Someone's got to call them on that at some point. It's like, okay, guys, we get it. Yeah. Stop hitting <laughs> us over the head. Hey, it's uh, now, were these guys on the list? No, because they don't have a song called Danger Danger, but it seems like the kind of thing they would do. You know, talk, talk by talk, talk on the album Talk, Talk. Well, <laughs> I was going to say their original, their uh, first album was eponymous, so I guess they did do that. There so you Danger go. Danger by Danger Danger. We're back to the eponymous right. thing. I love that. I don't know. And I don't know why I should be giving them any crap. I'm the one who opens every show with, hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) I do that at work. I do that everywhere now. When someone says good morning to me, I'm like, hey, hey. You do not. (laughs) I swear to God, I do. Oh, my gosh. Not not, not cheesy like that. You're that guy. (laughs) It's not cheesy. It's just like, hey, hey. So it's like like, like the Isaac for you? Well, it doesn't doesn't sound good to say, hey. It seems empty. (laughs) You don't just roll with sup, dog. No, that's your thing. I, I'm really awkward when I see someone in the hallway and, and they say something to me. I, I swear to God, I freeze up half You don't the just time. give them the half head nod? Uh, if, it's, if it's another dude or something like that. Like Maybe a dude. Little eyebrow? Yeah, you kind of go, huh. It's a chest bump. But uh, no, if it's, if it's <laughs> yeah, just someone full, else. Full jump on chest bump. Wow. <laughs> if, if it's a lady and she's like, good morning. I'm like, hey, hey. I don't know. I don't know why I'm saying all this. Why can't we just talk about hair metal <laughs> what, like I always wanted? What about wanted? the metal? Won't someone <laughs> think of the metal? <laughs> okay, Dave Dirt, save us. What is uh, the number two band on your list of glam metal bands? Uh, well, from our beloved Sunset Strip, we have the Bullet Boys. So that's the song "Smooth Up In Ya," and I gotta, I gotta say this right now, <laughs> might be, might be the most inappropriate song title of this particular podcast. <laughs> that's a front runner, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then the acronym becomes "Suey," which is weird in itself. <laughs> and then, whenever I trimmed it down, I uh, named it "Smooth Up In Ya Trim." <laughs> that's a little more oh, inappropriate, oh, oh. <laughs> really. <laughs> and that's, Wha-pow! And that's a, well, they were all named something trim, so that, that just happened to <laughs> go. There. Of course, they were. Let's 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 talk about the elephant in the room now. Hair metal bands love the innuendo titles, or or it's not even innuendo. It's it's smooth up in you, right? Yeah, there's not not much room for interpretation there. Yeah, you can't you can't say that that's a song about the trials and tribulations of youth and how they deal with an economic system that's. You know, mistreating the middle class. They're no, it's smooth up in you. Well, that's exactly what they're speaking of. I thought it was about bourbon. <laughs> so tell us more about Bullet Boys. Well, they were formed in uh, 1986. And uh, actually, lead singer Mark Torine, who is the most ridiculous spelling of Mark with a Q. His parents no hated offense him. to anybody. His parents hated him. <laughs> yeah. He was actually one of those uh, 37 members of Rat that we uh, spoke about earlier. Nice. 37. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he was a guitar player for them. And I believe, I want to say, he actually tried out for uh, to be uh, Ozzy Osbourne's guitarist whenever uh, Randy Rhodes died, too. Oh, oh back in the uh, early 80s. Yeah. So, anyway, but besides uh, 
that song, Smooth Up In Ya, and uh, a few covers, including the OJ's For the Love of Money and uh, Hang On St. Christopher from Tom Waits, which actually wasn't horrible. Uh, They did a really, really bad, bad take on uh, Mr. Mr.'s Broken Wings a year or two ago. (laughs) I just had to Let's got it. We got to hear that. Let's play that now. Yes, I used to say that there was nothing more criminal than Mr. Mister, other than the name Danger Danger. But, <laughs> but now, now I, I think it's the, the the very idea of covering Broken Wings is just it's just smooth up in me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry. Drops mic. Walks off stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turn off the show now. Out. We're not doing any seconds. <laughs> It's very apparent now that he really should have uh, given up singing about 25 years ago. And ironically, I just heard on uh, XM's uh, Hair Nation the other day that they're coming out with a new album uh, in a couple of weeks. So wow. I'm sure that'll be just quality stuff right well, there. We can we it's catch got- back up with them on our next installment of Metal. Okay, so we're up to the number three band uh, for the glam hair metal bands of the 80s. And this is one, obviously, that you would have to have uh, been born and lived in Latvia not to have known. <laughs> so Dave, tell us more about your next band. Well, about as far from the Sunset Strip as we can get from Stockholm, Sweden, I give you Europe. Can't you see it in my eyes? I love the song "Carrying." Um, definitely one of the most underrated uh, anthems, probably from the '80s. Would this be your second favorite band titled after a continent, Steve? After Asia, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then after this, the city bands like uh, Boston Chicago, and Chicago. Boston. We oh, forgot America. That's uh, not really a continent. That's two continents. Yeah. Mm. Oh my God, that's a real technicalities. <laughs> We've really wandered into a quagmire now, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So back at back to Europe. Daily used to use the the joke all the time. I, I wonder what they close with. Um, <laughs> back in the in their heyday, heyday they uh, did a concert on MTV, and they both opened and closed with the final countdown. <laughs> well, and we played like they, four they songs in want. between. <laughs> nice. Play to your audience. <clears throat> yeah. I've I've heard bands do that before. Um. Who was it? Um, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Used to, they didn't. They didn't open re- with Relax, but they played it twice when I saw yeah, them. Wow. But uh, but they're no Europe. Well, that's cool. I mean, you're, I mean, obviously, um, Final Countdown's become kind of a, a punchline in itself. I mean, you when people hear it, they think of Arrested Development, Job. Yeah. But um, and then and then I guess it was also used in the musical um, Rock of Ages. Yeah. 
it's in there. It, you come out of intermission with that song. So. I mean, it's just yeah, it's, it's a shorthand. It's a shorthand punchline joke to some extent. I think, I think I used, I think I used it in one of our last two podcasts as the intro music. Oh, you know what? I think you did. Yeah, oh, yeah we were finally cool. getting done with the the March Madness. March we never have to right. say again for May another Madness. Not for another four months. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Europe is a good one. That's obviously a great pick. Uh, who's next on your list of hair metal heroes of the 80s? Well, we're going to come back from Scandinavia to Hollywood, California, with uh, one of my favorite bands of that whole uh, era, Warrant. And here they are with uh, Sometimes She Cries. Tell us more about the band, Dave. Well, these guys were uh, formed back in uh, 1984 and just kind of worked their way up the scene uh, on the Sunset Strip. And, and uh, in 1987, they actually recorded a demo for Paisley Park Records, of all places. Uh, P- uh, Prince's really? Record Company. Yeah. Huh. And then uh, uh, I don't know if that did much anything, but uh, the, they ended up the getting old, signed uh, to... Hollywood to Minnesota. Yeah. Well. That's trod so often. <laughs> All the biggest metal comes out of uh, Minnesota. <laughs> anyway, they ended up recording their debut, uh, Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Sneaking Rich, for Columbia Records. And, uh, <laughs> released it in uh, early in 89. And uh, they got really popular really quickly. Yeah. Uh, had uh, quite a few hits on the on the charts, like uh, Big Talk and Down Boys, which became what everybody called them. Instead of Warrant, they just called them the Down Boys. Yeah. And then, of course, sometimes she cries in heaven were just huge hits. So yeah, you think that this just had like all kinds of label push behind it? I mean, you don't usually see a, a debut record with that kind of reception unless they're getting a lot of a lot of support from the label. Well, I'm guessing that, and, and they were just they really were just hardworking guys, and they put on a hell of a, a live show. I, I unfortunately I never got to see them myself, but I, in lots of concert videos and things like that, and I just yeah. Even looking back at it now, I mean, they just looked like they were having a, a fantastic time. And yeah, but they put in the time. They weren't just like, oh, show up, eh, sound check, whatever. Right. I mean, that, and I mean, like I said, they, they had the ballads down, and those things just sell like hotcakes. All the chicks love the power ballads, so yeah, they're going to buy the albums. They're going to make their boyfriends take them to them and probably run off with the band ditch their boyfriends. But <laughs> Well, that's the plan, <laughs> the but point. maybe it doesn't work, so you know, you might get to take her home. And you said the lead singer is no longer with us. No, uh, he he died in 2011. Unfortunately, oh. uh, I guess uh, I, I believe it was unfortunately coke related, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I just don't think he ever got over the uh, the drugs and stuff like that. Now, of all these bands, though, I mean, they went on and they they got less hairy and and more uh, just flat out rocking as they went along. Their next album was a. Uh, Cherry Pie, which of course everybody knows, and um, was a lot heavier and more mature writing on that album. 
Yeah. Except, of course, the, uh, <laughs> the immensely say, popular more mature than cherry, more, <laughs> cherry pie was more mature. All right. Well, you know. well that was actually something that their, uh, their label just insisted on having something catchy. They wanted a, uh, a love in an elevator type song. Uh, and so they wrote that in about 15 minutes, threw it on there, and it, become, it became the biggest <laughs> thing they ever did, unfortunately. And they all hated it. Yeah, that's one of those things, right? You know, you get it's it's your it's your calling card, and you're so sick of it. Yeah, I mean, it's simple minds, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. exactly the whole nine yards. Interesting. You mentioned they became less hairy, but I mean, I, I've always kind of wondered. I mean, because I, I, and maybe maybe it's one of the reasons why I never really could identify with hair metal is that I I've never wanted to, I've never in my life ever wanted to have long hair or remotely look like anybody who was associated with a hair metal band <laughs> i mean we back in the day was that sort of your ambition was to oh absolutely i mean I, unfortunately back in high school i couldn't because uh my stepfather was king of the rednecks and and just did would not have any of that so as soon yeah. as i moved to st out Lewis, of the car long hair <laughs> exactly <laughs> as soon as i moved up here uh within a few months it was pretty much down in my ass <laughs> wow jeez. If, t- yeah. if, if it touches my ears i'm like shave it off <laughs> Okay, so we've covered obviously some of the big names. We've covered Europe. We've covered uh, Warrant. Uh, let's move on. What is the next band in the Dave Dirt Wonderland of hair metal bands of the eighties? Well, these next guys uh, were a little bit younger, and they didn't actually put out their debut album until nineteen ninety. But they have been around since nineteen eighty three. And of course, I'm talking about Trickster. Their uh, one of their biggest hits was this song, "One in a Million. That's a really cool song. I actually like that song. I, I've su- surprised myself a little bit, Dave. As Steve said, this is not my genre. Uh, I didn't mm. listen to this stuff when I was in high school. The people that did listen to this stuff in high school scared the shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> so, you know, I gave it all a very wide berth. Um, so this is it's good to get, you know, you're like, oh, hey, you know what? I kind of like this. So I don't know what it is about it now that I connect with it a little bit more. But Tell us more about the band, Dave. Well, these uh, were another band from New Jersey, and I, I also got to uh, correct myself because last week I, I had said, uh, or last time I had said something about um, Cinderella being from New Jersey, and I, I was mistaken. I, I was thinking about the fact that they were discovered by John Bon Jovi, who was from New Jersey. But I've heard that. Uh, yeah. Yes. Cinderella was actually from uh, Philly. But anyway, uh, so Trickster was, uh, they were pretty big on the New Jersey scene by 86, uh, playing with uh, bands like Kicks and Skid Row and other East Coast bands like that. They uh they started recording their debut in 88 and were planning on, you know, it being out then. But then all of a sudden for some strange reason they replaced their original bassist for being too tall for the band's look. <laughs> that I find that deeply troubling. How how we don't know how, how tall, tall was he? Was he? <laughs> you know and that's strange too because I believe the bassist they ended up with is pretty damn tall too <laughs> i mean as a six foot four guy i you know and i i I, re, I rescind my like of this song if they're kicking people out for being too tall <laughs> well you know it's weird i mean if you i don't know how many uh, rock stars you've ever met in person but they're 
they're smaller than you think they're going to be. I mean, the guys from ACDC look like um, like the midgets running around on safety dance. I mean, they're <laughs> or, very – say dancing to Stonehenge. Um, yeah, it's just they're very <laughs> – traditionally, I mean, I've only met like one or two rockers who are above 5'10". I guess you see them up on stage. They look taller because of where you're sitting. Yeah. So this next, so I know the next band on the list is something I actually recognize because I'm a Kiss fan. Uh, Dave, tell us who the next band on the list is. Well, this one's kind of a twofer because uh, many of the members were the same. Uh, they started out uh, in Vinnie Vincent Invasion, which formed after uh, <laughs> Vinnie Vincent left Kiss or was asked to leave one of the two. But anyway, uh, their original uh, lead singer was Robert Fleischman, who, Steve, you might know. He was uh, the lead vocalist for Journey for a little while. In fact, he co-wrote uh, Anytime and Wheel in the Sky wow. from Infinity. Oh, nice. No, I didn't there's, know that. There's a little tie back to a beloved band of Steve Spears. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, so after their uh, debut album, uh, he was let go and replaced by Mark Slaughter for the uh, next album, All Systems Go, which gave us the song Love Kills from uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street 4 soundtrack. Vinny left the band. They didn't keep the name Vinny Vincent. Uh, no, they thought they might go for a little bit better name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. They uh, they formed this because the the their record label took away Vinny's contract for going way over his credit line, and uh, they just gave gave the cr- uh, contract over to uh, Dana Strum, the bass player, and Mark Slaughter, who was the uh, vocalist then. So they went on to form the much more popular Slaughter in uh, late nineteen eighty eight. Do you think that was really his – is that his real last name? Yes, Slaughter is actually his uh, legal name. I looked it up. So now, so now we're down to like the final band in uh, the top uh, glam hair metal bands of the 80s. What did you say for last, Dave? Well, I had to bring it all back to St. Louis where I am. And uh, this was a band that was uh, really big here. They started out as uh, a cover band called Broken Toys then started writing their own stuff. And they signed to SPK Records in 1990 and changed their name to King of the Hill, who, in keeping up with the, uh, the entendres, uh, brings us a song called I Do You. So you say these guys are from St. Louis. Have you seen them live? I have not. <laughs> but ha- <laughs> I have not seen them live, but I actually was in a band with the guitarist Jimmy Griffin for a little while. Oh, wow. And a really a super great guy, an amazing guitarist. Yeah, so I, they actually got back together and did a reunion show a couple years ago, and it just packed the pageant down here. And, uh, That's cool. So people are just clamoring for them still here. 
I mean, that's, you know, Steve, you're giving me a bad time earlier for saying, oh, you know, these guys could play their instruments like I was damning them with faint praise. I, I don't mean it that way. I mean, most of these guys can just, it's amazing what they can do with the guitars. It's just amazing. They can plug them in and everything. I'm the world's <laughs> worst guitar player. And if nothing else, playing guitar for a couple of years and noodling around with it has taught me that, you know what, those guys that are up there on stage, they know what they're doing and they put in a lot of time to get that good. It doesn't happen overnight. Unlike most of the hair metal bands that were around, uh, they were they were kind of more in the like kind of like extreme the band extreme than they were in that they were kind of more funky. They had kind of a the lead singer is big time into like James Brown and things like that. I mean, oh, cool. he's actually had a, a kind of a funk band around here for years. But um, so that song "I Do You" was just you know obviously full of horns and stuff, and that was more representative kind of. They were more of a party band than. The, then they're, they're, they had another hit, actually, that was uh, less party, but uh, it was called uh, If I Say. And I remember hearing that oh, back down when I was in high school, hearing that on US 97 out of Springfield. And I, I just remember hearing that and thinking how cool it was that a St. Louis band was actually being played on the radio. You know what else would sound good with a horn line? The, the Saggies. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Uh, you know the shtick. We will play a snippet of a movie from the 80s. If you can get it right, you're entered into the drawing for the coveted Stuck in the 80s bottle opener. Um, you know, it doesn't work on wild turkey bottles. Just one complaint I have, Brad. I'm, I'll, I'll <laughs> see what I can do about the next batch. Okay. Pay attention. Here's the clip from last week. Man, some witch steals my clothes. Eager gets pushed out of hotel window, and now you get fired. Was it Madonna? Was it that is Madonna? Madonna, yes. Madonna. Yes, that's Madonna in Desperately Seeking Susan. You know, there's some people who thought it was uh, Who's That Girl, mm-hmm. which you know makes sense. Yeah, obviously, yeah. you had the double, you know, fifty-fifty chance once you figured out it was Madonna. Uh, we didn't have that many people who figured it out, though. Brad, read some of the winners. The winners this week include Christine in Philly, Tom from It's Not My River, New Jersey, Kurt from Dirty Jersey, we're big in Jersey this week, Eric in Alpharetta, Kevin Wench, Todd in Minnesota, Marissa in Kankakee, is there any other? Tom at the Choppa in Austria, Ed in El Paso, and Aussie Cat Daily. Pay attention, here's this week's mystery clip. Could you please give us your reasons for your sudden and unexpected candidacy? I figure voting for Salvino or Heller is just as silly as them running for office, which is just as silly as me running for office. The only thing that's silly is the power of the people's vote. If you know it, email us at sit 80 at gmail.com or Stephen E's at gmail.com or Brad in the 80s at gmail.com or Dave Dirt in the 80s. No, no, there's no Dave Dirt at gmail.com. And then Dave Dirt spans more than just one decade. Yeah. You have to get more than one fan mail, and then you get your own email. <laughs> got one so far. Yes. You got his one email from the last show. Uh, and then tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. <laughs> I have the mystical refrain of name that 80s tune. Hey, um, if you don't know the shtick by now, turn off the show, really. Just go turn off the <laughs> Just show. Just walk away. Go watch The West Wing on Netflix or something. This is not your, this is not your thing. That's all I'm going to say. Um, pay attention. Here's the clip from our last show. That's One Night in Bangkok by Murray Head. Yeah, 
yeah. to, pu- to punish you um, for picking such an easy song, <laughs> which I think only one per- the only people who got it wrong picked that it was um, Men at Work. The, the uh, flute, yeah, the, that, the, that flute. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So to punish you, though, um, we now have three hundred names for you to read. I know that's good. Everyone, get get yourself a refreshing beverage. Make yourself comfortable. Maybe if you're driving, maybe pull over because you might fall asleep before we get done with all this. Okay, here we go. Winners this week include Peter Ryan, John in RVA, Josh in Birmingham, Oliver Bardenhire, David Featherston, Julie Houchen, PJ Vericia, Alan in Texas, Angelic, Marty, it's not me, it's you, Big A from BFE Spencer, Indiana, Dr. John Mark Bovee, Gabriel Daigle, Doug Robertson, Tim in Harrisburg, Surreal in Knoxville, Marlon in Fort Worth, Donald Bonomo, Rob Jones in the UK, Alex in San Jose, Charles from Yorktown, Virginia, where independence was won, Joseph Perdue, Rock the Good Egg, Chris in Kansas, Ed in El Paso, and Molly from Raleigh, who rhymes and writes. Normally, when I listen to these, I'm in the car, and by the time I reach work or home, I forget to write any answers. This time, though, you caught me in my prime email writing location, the bathroom. Uh, thanks molly for taking us with you to the bathroom uh she continues that song is definitely one night in bangkok by murray head who doesn't love a song about chess playing thai prostitutes (laughs) fun fact about it though the music was composed by benny and bjorn the two b's from abba 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 you like abba and the lyrics were written by bjorn and sir tim rice i love that song Oh, and please tell Drew's 80s progeny to try on Girls Just Want to Have Fun for Size. This was an extra cheesy dance movie starring Sarah Jessica Parker. She sneaks out of her house to appear on a TV dance competition. Warning, it's not a great movie, but it is a fun, campy movie and also qualifies as a guilty pleasure movie for me. I will watch it anytime I stumble across it, but I will probably never break down and actually pay to own it. <clears throat> That's it for now. I'll see you on the cruise where we'll continue to be stuck in the 80s. I get my kicks above the waistline, sunshine. Molly from Raleigh. <laughs> so it's time to name a winner, right? Spin the Wheel of Fortune. Let's see who gets the bottle opener this week. And the winner is Surreal in Knoxville. Excellent. Perfect. So, Surreal, uh, email us your snail mail address, and we will get a bottle opener to you soon. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at sitasia.gmail.com or any of the other slew of email addresses you have for us. And then tune in next week to find out if you are a wiener. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Cruise back to the 80s on the first ever 80s cruise. Seven days in the most radical party to ever hit the high seas with a totally awesome lineup of artists that define the sound of the decade. Join Huey Lewis in the News, Richard Marks, Starship, Cool in the Gang, A Flock of Seagulls, Modern English, Naked Eyes, Tiffany, Wang Chung, and Jessie's Girl, the ultimate 80s party band, and the original MTV VJs, Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, and Alan Hunter. As we cruise to exotic ports of core like Grand Turk, San Juan, St. Thomas, and the private island of Half Moon Key, you can't miss this. Sailing from February 28th through March 6th, 2016, for the most gnarly vacation ever. 
For more information, log on to the80scruise.com or call 844-384-8080. Hi. Breath. You forgot your list of mint mouthwash. Hi. Meet our new neighbors. Hello there. Uh, uh, the pleasure is all uh, uh, mine. Sure wasn't theirs. This could shatter a guy's confidence. Get up your Listerment and get up your confidence. Listerment is confidence. It has natural mint and is more effective than the leading mint mouthwash. I'm confident we'll be friends. Well, ah! Get up your Listerment and get up back we have just a few minutes left and we are getting a lot of people asking us what we think of the trailer for the new vacation movie um we've all seen it by now i think it's been all over facebook and stuff uh dave dirt first reaction to the uh vacation trailer i love all i mean it looks like it's going to be pretty pretty meta in, in a lot of parts just kind of very aware that it is a reboot and making references to the original ones, and I just love stuff like that. Brad, what, was, what, was, what were your first thoughts? I enjoyed it. I thought that you know they went to the well a couple too many times, maybe on the, Dad's not in touch with the slang today, uh, but I thought it was funny. Um, I think the other thing that occurred to me is I felt like the trailer was pointed at people who had seen the first one. Like, maybe I should show it to my kids and see if they think it's funny at all, because I think, you know, Dave, I'm right there with you. I've, like, picked up, you know, this is Forget about the original vacation. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> uh, but were there are there enough forty something year old men that are going to drag their families to see this movie because they remember seeing the original? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be a R R rated. Oh yeah, I think so. Oh, uh, you don't make rim job <laughs> jokes in a PG thirteen film. <laughs> well, you don't make red band trailers for PG shows. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Good I would point. Think so. But yeah, I, eh, well, these days to make money, you have to be rated R movie anyway. But I don't know. You know, I'm I'm, I'm so anti movie theaters these days. I'm so anti you know society and socialization. And I never leave my apartment. So I mean, when it when it comes on pay per view, maybe. But I I don't know. I, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, a couple of good jokes. I wonder how much Chevy Chase is actually going to be in it. Yeah, I'm guessing probably what you saw. Yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's. I bet he puts in the bare minimum amount of time and gets a huge paycheck for it. Most likely. So, hey, so we, we covered uh, glam hair metal bands. What are the other subgenres still to come, Dave? Well, like you said, there are a ton of bands. So I, I did did break it up a little bit. And so we're going to do uh, the purely pretty posers, just Ooh. people that were, or bands that were completely style over substance, chicks who rock, because there were a handful of uh, bands that were led by, by females, uh, nice. just plain hairy rock. Guys who, you know, they still had long hair, but they were a lot, you know, had more balls to them. And uh, sleaze metal and uh, hairy dudes who can really play. You know, you alluded to the fact that you know, <laughs> these guys are actually very good musicians, so I picked out some of the uh, the best of the best. It sounds like categories on Jeopardy. They might have been. I'll take girls who <laughs> rock for 200. 
You'll take girls who rock anytime you can, Spearsy. You know, it's it's funny you mention that because it, it was crossing my mind why I don't like hair metal. And it's because I always fall for the girls who like hair metal and they want nothing to do with me because I'm like the antithesis of your, hair metal. Because yeah, your hair's high and tight. You go yeah. play golf on the weekends. So right. Come on. You're like their dad. Yeah. Nobody wants <laughs> – no no hair metal girl wants to hang out with me. So there's, no Val dude can touch you. Yeah, no. That's that's my that's my little thing there. The Val sort of girl. That's my target audience, not the hair metal girls. And and I I like had huge crushes on the hair metal girls in high school, but I just can't you know nothing I can do about that. You know, the guy, the guy wearing the pink V neck sweater with the uh, the sock tie is not going to score the hair metal girl. <laughs> unless it's some, unless it's some sort of weird sitcom in the future. That's yeah, about you're it. driving a Mustang. You need to be driving like an old Duster. Right. I just can't do that. I don't want to be a suburban dirt ball. I never did. So, <laughs> so hey, Dave, great job on show one. We look forward to having you back for future installments. Um, Thank you much. And this means that uh, poor Brad and I are going to have to listen to more metal music to pre- prepare for you know the shows. Expand my horizons. It's all good. It'll yeah. Do you good? <laughs> yeah. Maybe some of these women will come around. Hey. Hey, babe. You're here. Babe, you want to come back and listen to my Mark Slaughter? <laughs> I want to use some Mark You know Andres that's his real you. name. That's his real name. <laughs> they call me the trickster. Well, wait a minute. What does that mean? Never mind. I'm not the trickster. <laughs> so until next time, Brad and I and the rest of 80s Nation remain here. Smooth up in you. <laughs> Stuck in the 80s is a class of 85 production. Please listen responsibly. Mark Slaughter is an American singer musician. Yeah, here we go. Yes, that's his actual first name. We actually know that for a fact. Ah, Spears! (laughs) It's hard to podcast with your hands around your throat. Throat. (laughs) Choke. (laughs) There we go.